Welcome to Changemaker Rehab. Changing the world is exhilarating and overwhelming. Join me, Heather McDougall, as I host bold leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and changemakers on the front lines of the world's most pressing challenges. Discover what it means to be empowered by your mission rather than consumed by the magnitude of the problem you're trying to solve. Together, step-by-step, we stand on the legacy of others and create the world we dream about. All right. Well, hello, Ashley Kitchens. Thank you so much for being here on Changemaker Rehab. Uh, How are you today? I'm great, Heather. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I um, also am having a great day. So excited to be able to chat with you. I love your story. I want to really jump in with this question of, you know, what for you is like your passion and this sort of world changing topic that you just like feel like you're really driving forward towards. So I have two that came to mind right off the bat. The first one is plant-based eating. I'm very, very passionate about helping people transition to a more plant forward way of eating. And then the second thing that I'm also very passionate about, and this has really surfaced really just like the last, I would say four or five years is helping people heal from just a long history of dieting and help them just recover in that process of what it looks like to eat food more intuitively and not be maybe so uh, restricted by diets or rules when it comes to the way that they eat. So those are the two main things. The plant-based eating thing has been around. I've been very passionate about that for over a decade now. And then the intuitive eating piece has sort of just uh, surfaced in the past few years. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, all of it, but it's kind of cool to hear how Right. From the plant-based eating, your passion for intuitive eating has sort of evolved. We'll kind of probably come back into that. But one of the things that I think is so fascinating about your story is right, you grew up on a cattle ranch farm. A cattle farm. Yep. <laughs> farm. Okay. Uh, yeah. And like this, this journey. And a lot of times when I talk with founders or change makers, you know, there's something right that it really inspires us all to like become motivated to work towards something. And then there's also that kind of magnitude of, oh my gosh, how do I overcome this hurdle to like actually make steps forward? I'd love for you to just, I mean, whatever kind of comes to you, but talk a little bit about that journey for you and like growing up, how did you make that transition into realizing where you wanted to spend your time and your passion? And it's funny because it was quite a hurdle because as you can imagine, when I told my parents like, Hey, mom and dad, I'm, I'm going to be going plant-based or I'm eating plant-based. They were like, what, <laughs> you know, you were raised on an Angus cattle farm. That was a, a big part of my childhood. And so there was definitely some hurdles, which I navigated. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I grew up in a small town in Indiana, North central Indiana. And my dad had this idea to move our family out to a hundred plus acres and have a cattle farm. And um, this was basically Heather all in preparation for Y2K. Um, so they were kind of uh, just anticipating a lot of what was talked about back then of possibly things going a little south, um, which they obviously did not. So that's kind of a, an interesting part of the story, which Heather, I didn't know this until probably 20 years later. My dad just, we happened to be talking about it. He's like, yeah, you know why we moved out here, right? And I was like, I have no idea. Anyways, that's a, a totally different story. I love that. But I mean, right, like it kind of is this symbol of, or this reminder of like, we start things even in our lives for like one reason, but then as life continues to evolve, it like takes on new shape. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Okay, so Y2K, (laughs) cattle farm. (laughs) Cattle farm, yes. So this was in the 90s. So we moved out to the cattle farm. We started raising Angus cattle. We had a herd of um, well over 100. Um, And he ended up having multiple plots of land, um, which was which was wonderful. We had a beautiful uh, garden. My mom was really into that. So I went from living in our our small town, so it's not like it was a city or anything, to living on a farm. And I was about eight or nine at the time. And again, it was just a very a different way of living, but Heather, I loved it. I mm. thrived in that environment. I loved being outdoors. I love animals, as you can imagine, being plant-based, especially now. Mm-hmm. I loved helping my dad. I, it was nothing for me to get up at 5 a.m., you know, in third grade, carry buckets of grain down to our, you know, cattle and help feed them. I just, I loved it. I really cherished my childhood being out on the farm. And I think kind of look at what we were you were saying is there were a lot of pieces from my childhood that definitely led me to where I'm at today. And I'm very grateful for them. I think things could have been done a little bit differently, especially because I grew up with a lot of GI issues, which were addressed, but they weren't quite, um, it wasn't understood like what was going on Mm -hmm. with my body and what I was eating and how I was feeling that comes way later in the story. Mm -hmm. Growing up on this cattle farm, again, with a a lot of GI issues, and um, that's kind of what led me to becoming plant-based even before that I had really always had like this big interest in food in general. And I was like, well, okay, I, I love food and I like talking about food. Well, what, what could I turn this into? Could I turn it into a career? And then I think I was, I don't think I was Googling back then, but I was doing some research. I think I was talking to my mom about it. She's like, well, maybe you could become a dietitian. So I ended up looking into that. And uh, that is the path that I started headed down, heading down was, you know, basically going into school to become a dietitian and then from there becoming plant-based, which we can definitely uncover that. Yeah. I mean, I, so I relate to you in, in a way I didn't grow up on a farm, but I grew up in a rural town, um, in farm country in North Dakota and the way of life here is not like tree hugger environmentalist. And I say that just to kind of classify it, but it's the whole economy is like driven by what's going on with the climate and the weather and all of these kinds of, you know, just relationships between nature and our, and our lives. And so not that it's exactly the same, but I just relate in having an intimate relationship to whether it's animals or nature in some form or another, then as I continued to learn and grow, it like just evolved and turned into now, how do I use my voice in relation to all of that? But yeah, you discovered or you were having a lot of these gastrointestinal issues and at the same time then you were also learning about dietitian and nutrition and where did you start to make that connection between what you were eating and your health so i went to school to become a dietitian and that was back in 2012 was when i graduated and became a dietitian and i i wasn't plant based at the time in fact i had learned very very little about plant-based eating, veganism, vegetarianism in school. The only thing I remember, Heather, is that, okay, if you you know eat this way, if you eat a plant-forward diet, then you just, you need to make sure you're taking your vitamin B12. That's really, really important. So that was like the one thing that I remember. <laughs> so, so I am practicing as a dietitian and I basically, like I said, I grew up with a lot of GI issues, very specifically, I grew up with chronic constipation. So it was Mm. a thing for me to go to the bathroom, maybe once a week, sometimes less, but what did end up happening is I was on medication sort of on again, off again. And as you can imagine going 
flipping back and forth between the two of being on medication and then having that urgency to go to the bathroom all the time was a struggle. But then on the flip side, not being on medication and then going to the bathroom once a week or less, and then just feeling really, really yucky. Um, and I'm sure any listeners can relate to that. You know, when you don't go to the bathroom for a few days, it, it doesn't feel good. You feel weighted down when things aren't moving and it's just not a pleasant experience. Yeah. So, not good. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, okay. I'll spare TMI, but sure. yeah. <laughs> and, and you travel a lot. So I feel like it's a common, even side effect of even just traveling on a plane. So, yeah. Um, so I basically came to this fork in the road, no pun intended there, where I was on medication. And I was like, I cannot keep doing this. And also Heather, I was telling my patients and the clients I was working with at the time, everything I was taught in school, when you're constipated or when you're having these GI issues, okay, there's this checklist of things you're supposed to do. Are you drinking enough water? Are you moving your body? Are you eating lots of fiber rich foods? And I'm telling my patients that I'm also doing that and nothing changed for me. And it was literally the same. I was just having the same experience over and over again. And so I, I think I just started doing some research. I came across a documentary called Forks Over Knives. This was back in like early 2012. And it talked about, it was on Netflix at the time. And it talked about plant-based eating. And I was like, what, well, you know, what is this? I'd never really heard of it. And the little bit I had heard, I just really didn't think anything of it. It's like, okay, well, maybe I will give this a try. I'll, I'll start very slow, start adding some things to my diet, like more, just more plant rich foods. Um, cause I was, as you can imagine, eating a lot of meat and drinking a ton of cow's milk, because that's really all I knew. I mean, being in the Midwest, I feel like, or just really anywhere. That's a big part of how we grew up. Yeah, exactly. It's like calcium drink milk. Yep. Check. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah. Protein, iron, you yeah. need your meat. So yeah, totally. So um, as I started adding things in, I noticed that I started feeling better. And my the two initial things that I kind of I will say like quote took out from my diet were red meat, which was a shock to my parents. Sorry, mom and dad. And then also cow's milk. And I noticed Heather that I just felt so much better, like better than I had ever thought I could feel mm. in my entire life. I had more energy, things were moving. It wasn't an uncomfortable experience going to the bathroom. And so I was like, well, maybe there's something to this. And it took me about three years to fully transition to a plant-based diet, because again, I kept kind of going back to what I knew, which was the standard American diet. You got your meat, you got your potatoes, you got your vegetables. And the more I explored plant-based eating for those three years, the more I decided, okay, I think this actually is the best way of eating for myself and for my body. And what ended up happening was I ended up having like some dairy at one moment. This, this is like towards the end of those three years. And I was sick for a couple of days. And that was sort of the I don't know, nail in the coffin that was like, okay, this is definitely the right and the best way of eating for my body. And that is basically how it all started. <laughs> A couple things like come to my mind hearing your story. First, I would love to hear about, yeah, that I guess the conversation with your parents, but maybe even before that, because one of the things that, you know, listeners here on Changemaker Rehab and just in general is whenever, right, we um, as changemakers are trying to do something a little different in the world and kind of push that edge, there's a narrative that we have to overcome inside, right? Whether it's uh, let's talk like, okay, climate change, like, oh my gosh, this is such a huge issue. I, there's nothing I can do, or it's a conversation with changing, right? Like a philosophy breaking, breaking strides with the way that we've been raised or 
you know, traditions that have been really long held for generations or something, you know, there's like a narrative and a dialogue that goes on internally. Tell me and like, tell our listeners just a little bit about what that was for you. Like, did you have tension at first? Just how did you work through that yourself and then face the conversation? And that's a, a great question because so at the time I was living in North Carolina, I had come down to North Carolina to go to school and that's where I am today because I just enjoy it so much. The weather's a little bit better than Indiana. <laughs> so one of the hurdles was, and I, I remember my mom specifically saying this when I would go back to visit, it was like, Ashley, I just, I don't know what to cook for you. I don't know what to make. Mm. And so part of overcoming and having that conversation with her and just my family in general was like basically me helping her and kind of showing her how to cook differently. Because again, we were not used to this way of eating and my parents had since moved away from the farm. So we weren't living on, on the farm at the time. So having that conversation with her, and I will say Heather, and this is different for everybody is I did have that conversation of like, look, mom and dad, this is how I'm actually, I'm feeling eating this way. And I think because I was able to be very transparent and why this was the best choice that I thought for me, I think that helped them understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, that it's not just this random thing that I'm trying. Like they could see that it was making a difference in my life. And that made them, I'm going to speak for them, made them want to support me in this transition as well. And I think that was also really helpful was it did take me three years to transition. So it wasn't this like overnight thing where it was like, well, you know, whoa, like I was still eating some meat, some dairy as I kind of figured things out. So I think that was also helpful as well. And it's something that I help my clients with as well, like figuring out the most aligned way to become more plant forward without it being um, overwhelming or a hurdle that they can't overcome. Definitely. You know, on, on the point about introducing your family or, you know, whoever your, that next sphere of influence is for you in that whatever kind of change you're trying to implement in the world or in your life. You know, I often talk about one of the things I talk a lot about right now is burnout or, you know, making a transition in our life professionally or kind of, you know, making sure that our life feels really aligned. And I often say that is like, we, the first well, first step is acknowledging it yourself, right? So for you, like, I feel better when I'm eating this way, or when I'm not having these certain foods in my diet. So feeling confident in that in yourself, but then inviting somebody in, like, I feel like when our support systems, I mean, when they love us, like, that's why it's such an important thing. It's like, go to people you love, but when they love you, they, and they see you feeling better, they see you doing better. And it's when it's not a judgment against them, it's more of like a, Hey, this is, who I am, like it, it's, they want you to succeed in life. And so inviting them in actually makes it well, less pressure on you, but also less pressure on them in a way, because they, you like get rid of some of the tension that's there when you're not openly communicating. Yes, I completely agree. When you have those intimate conversations, again, when the space is available with someone that loves you and supports you, then I feel like that just opens the doors for them to not feel maybe threatened by what you're doing, which can often happen when someone goes plant-based or vegan or vegetarian. It's like, oh, well now you, you know, you're up here and I'm down here because I feel like you think you're better than me, but that's really not the case at all. And so being able to explain like, Hey, this is actually really important to me. And being, like you said, open in your communication can really make a difference. Yeah. And it's, I think there's an educational component too of, I mean, I remember, so I, I eat plant-based mostly I do, you know, sometimes have like some like Parmesan cheese or something like that. It, I've never really had a problem, especially not in the way that you're describing with it. For me, I was always 
well, not always, but in the most recent five, 10 years, like very largely vegetarian. Then I got really sick and had to cut like everything out. I had a lot of inflammation. And so my journey was very, was health related too. But that now as I've come back to like a full health, I've kind of found a balance that feels good for me right here, which now I'm actually kind of another point that I was going to make, which maybe I'm veering off when you're making that transition, like it's an educational opportunity for the people close to you as well. Even if you don't turn it into like your career, like you did, it's like, Hey, there is protein in vegetables, by the way, like there are these things or whatever it is. It's like an opportunity for everybody to learn. And I think that gets to be part of the process. No, I, yes, I completely agree. In fact, one of the main things that I teach is when someone is asking you a question is kind of just being aware, okay, are they coming from a place of judgment or are they coming from a place of genuine curiosity? And those people that are coming from a place of genuine curiosity, literally last weekend, someone asked me because I, they were, it was a new person I had been introduced to. And I end up getting on the topic of me being plant-based and they were like, Oh, so where do you get your protein? And I could tell they, they genuinely wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And so being able to use that, like you said, as an edu- educational opportunity was really fantastic. Instead of being like, Oh, I can't believe you wouldn't know that, you know, plants have vegetables in them type thing. So, yeah, it's like, why would we, it's like, not, we're not raised to know that. And where my brain went in two directions was also the point that you've made a couple of times you kind of talked about is for you, your journey was a transition over several years, but it's something I really love when I like watch the way you communicate, even on your social media, which like everybody go follow Ashley plant centered nutrition on her social media on Instagram, like so fun, educational, entertaining, like love it, but you have a very good way of that. It is non-judgmental and you very much promote the idea of like, you have to find what works for you and like step into it in ways that support your life. Um, and I guess how, yeah, what do you, what kind of comes up for you when you, when you think of that, like, is there a perfect end goal for people or what's your philosophy? Ooh, I would say there's definitely a most aligned goal for people, but a perfect goal. No. In fact, I just heard someone say something similar is like, we don't need a perfect plant-based eater. We just need like a million or heck even a hundred people just doing it imperfectly, like just eating more plants in general in a very like gentle aligned way. So I think that is the ultimate goal is finding a path kind of like you have Heather kind of like I have where this way of eating just feels aligned and you're enthusiastic to talk to other people about it. And again, that space is created where you can share your testimony for whatever reason you chose to go vegan or plant-based or vegetarian. I'd say those are like the main things. It's, it reminds me of a lot of times when I talk about sustainability or, you know, the, the trends that are like zero waste or, you know, just like very, very hard line, I would say, like often creates a lot of stress in our own lives for, you know, how we eat. And I think especially folks, there's a lot of different reasons people go plant-based. I think there's health reasons um, and there's, you know, environmental reasons for, you know, how much less carbon and how much less water and all these things that are used when you're plant-based versus eating a lot of animal products. Um, But then along with that comes the anxiety of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. And I think that that's what's really, to me, valuable about 
this, like, what's the aligned, what's like the most aligned way for you. And I also think that that allows us to evolve over time because whether it's our like recycling journey (laughs) or what we're eating, it's like, it very, it, I really do think it evolves time and place and context. Yep. I agree. And I think part of that, especially with social media, just being so in our faces all the time, what can be really helpful with that? And what was helpful for me was really trying to put those blinders on and really focusing on yourself. Cause there are so many distractions of what you could be doing or quote should be doing when it comes to just eating a more plant forward diet. And I think that can be distracting. And then also too, when you're comparing yourself to other people and their journeys on social media, if it's inspiring, that's great. But if it's distracting or you're kind of jumping around from one person to another, trying to mimic what they're doing, Mm. that's not helpful because that the attention has been drawn away from yourself and then it's been put on somebody else. Um, and you are the most important person on this journey. Absolutely. Makes me think of even just like your journey as an entrepreneur or mine or anyone's, right? Because I think that relates to is where, you know, where are you now? Maybe kind of like a two point, like where is something in your business, your journey as an entrepreneur that you're feeling like, super stoked about? (laughs) And then is there an area where you are having like questions or, I mean, maybe it's doubts. I always think of it like, where's this like doubt monster coming in and trying to like make me feel crappy about myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It exists. (laughs) It's like, where, where are those two spaces for you right now? I would say right now I'm going to back up to when I became a dietitian, I had no idea why I became a dietitian. I was like, okay, I'm doing this Mm. because I love food. Like that was my answer. When people would ask me, why'd you become a dietitian? It's like, well, okay, I love food. But then when I became plant-based and then even more so when I started this business, I was like, wow, okay, this is why I was meant to be a dietitian, or this is why I became a dietitian because I'm so passionate about plant-based eating. I'm so passionate in helping other people transition to gently transition to a way of plant-based eating that feels good for them and help them heal with their relationship with food. It was like, okay, this is why. And I think now more than ever, what I'm most excited about is in, I started this business, things really started picking up um, in 2019, but I feel more, again, we keep using the word aligned, but I truly do feel more aligned than I I ever have. When I first started the business, it was like all about, okay, getting one-on-one clients and, you know, getting your numbers up and kind of rapidly growing. And that was fantastic because the more clients I work with, the more impact I can create. Right. But Mm -hmm. it was at the expense of myself. And I didn't realize that when I was doing it until one day I was just like, "I, I, I can't keep doing this. I'm like, yes, I get to help so many people, but it's also sucking the life out out of me at the same time. And so fast forward just a few years to now present, I just, I feel that the way I'm doing things is I'm just, I'm so glad that I've had the past couple of years, similar to you, Heather, that I've had where I've just sort of realigned the way that I'm doing things so that I can still create impact, but it's also not at the expense of myself and my well being as well. Totally there are points where we like discover purpose. I think we, even that evolves. I think this is just the key of like letting ourselves evolve with our businesses, with our causes, but you know, also just in our own self, it's like the way I show up it for sustainability is not that different than the beginning, but sort of right. And it's like, we have our purpose, but that purpose gets stronger over time. And, and you always had this purpose driven towards food. And so it's like, we let that vision, let that purpose drive you until there's something in you that's like, okay, hey, you're ready for this like next phase. You're ready to take it to the next level. And then let that dial in 
a little bit more. I think sometimes in that transition space, what I see in other founders and entrepreneurs is like, that's a really anxious time because you're like, am I letting go of this narrative and this story of what I was putting out there before and switching? But like what you said is like, when you can accept that, oh, this is now where my real power is happening and I'm not giving my power away to like a business purpose that doesn't feel quite right to me anymore. I mean, then you're able to do even more. I feel like this is like the evolution. These are like the growing pains almost. Yes, yes, definitely. And I feel like that's part of the process as well. Like you said, part of growing and evolving is is walking through some of these valleys, going over some of these hurdles. Like that's just part of the whole journey. And that almost has to come along with all the good stuff that happens as well. And that definitely, yeah, definitely happened for me the past couple of years. So, but again, it's been such a beautiful thing because like you were saying, I've always had this passion for food. And even when I was young, you know, this passion for animals of like being out there with the cows and showing them. And now it's just evolved into something I never imagined, absolutely Mm. never imagined, which is really incredible. What is something like for the listeners, for everybody out there, like what is one of maybe your, or if there's a couple tools or tips, what are things that you look to for your own life? Whenever you start to have this, like either you need a little bit of reinvigoration um, or you're kind of ready for some sort of evolution in your career, whether it's a micro evolution or a big, you know, macro evolution, like what are some things that you go to in your own like practices and, and life? Mm. So a very immediate thing that I've been practicing is just, again, talk about evolving is just getting more into breath work. So when something is immediately, and this is a very like immediate thing when something's like stressing me out, or I feel myself getting worked up or anxious, I really try and just focus on my breath and focus on some deep breathing exercises. Cause I feel like that helps center me and it helps calm me down, which is really, Mm -hmm. really nice. Um, so that's more of a, like an immediate thing that I do. Other thing, I think more big picture is I have a, a wonderful therapist. I have a wonderful coach, like people that I can go to for support, especially when it comes to my business where I feel myself like, okay, I'm ready to you know, pierce the ceiling and go on to the next level. Uh, that's always really, really helpful. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I will say, and I think, again, this goes back to growing up on a farm and just love being out in nature. When I find myself needing to like think or be alone or be by myself, or I'm maybe getting really stressed out or anxious at work. I love just immersing myself in nature, going for a long Mm. hike and really just listen. My favorite thing, Heather, is to listen to the birds and Mm. there's a big river where I live. So listening to the river run, the water and noticing like the colors and that I feel like also just, again, recenters me and it allows me to almost make, I'll put quotes around like better decisions in my business, because I'm almost like removing all the, basically removing all the noise. So social Mm -hmm. media, being on my computer, even being at home, the laundry needs to be done, you know, dishes in the sink. And it just allows me to quiet my mind and focus on things that I I want to focus on or need to be focusing on, which is primarily myself. And then whatever is um, weighing on my mind otherwise. I totally agree. You know, right now at this point in, I guess we're April 1st when we're recording this, but right now, like early 2022, I'm back in North Dakota and being here that we're like right next to fields and prairie. And there's just something so wonderful about having access. But even when I've lived in the middle of the city, right, like stepping outside, finding those ways to connect with nature. I, I mean, we are nature, right? Like literally 
physically, scientifically are made up of the same things. And I hold like a really strong belief and practice that like we're wired to hear what we can do to contribute for nature and for the world, like when we go immerse ourselves in it. And it's also getting present, just like the breath work does. And so I, yeah, I completely relate. And also what you mentioned about coaches or mentors, however it is, we find that I think of, it's so valuable to have our ways where we can get centered on ourselves, And then also like, what does team look like? How do we call in people who, who are our mentors in some way? And also there's like a role for people who, you know, are supporting our businesses and our lives on, on other levels, like whatever those roles might be. But I agree. I think that it's like looking at how does everything fit together and how can we call on that whole team, the present self team and our human team to real realign. I love the word align. So I use it like a million times. Okay, great. um, How do we, how do we use that to like come back to where we are now and like feel confident if we're ready to make a change, that's good. I always say like the fear and the stress of when we're in that place, like fear is just a guidepost for where change is happening. Like fear is not necessarily bad. I mean, unless you're like, you know, in an evolutionary fear state, like getting eaten by a lion or something. Right. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Very different, but it's it's true. I I think I just read something this morning. It talked about basically like stepping outside your comfort zone, how naturally, yes, that's going to be scary. That's going to be, there's going to be some fear surrounding that, but that by no means means that you are incapable of doing that, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really beautiful thing. Cause fear is also part of this journey. Like there are things, decisions that I make that I am scared to death to do, but I know that I'm going to grow so much more again, when it's aligned, when that decision is aligned, I'm going to grow so much more when I make that decision or where I step outside my comfort zone and kind of face this fear, whatever it is. I mean, we could go on about all this a bunch because it's so fascinating to me. I think, and as we're talking about being in alignment, I think even that's a sense of, for me, sometimes can be like a sense of anxiety. Like, is this, or isn't this in alignment and having those tools, like the support systems, and then these tools that help us get present with ourselves is so important. And then like just trying it, like, Hey, I think this might be, this feels like something I'm really curious about. It's like, put it out there and see, because it's only once we really take action that we can then get feedback from the world and decide. And I think the faster we iterate on those curiosities, then the faster we learn and the faster we are able to grow. If we place too much emphasis on any one action, then the whole process becomes so weighted. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a good point as well. It's like not every decision, even though maybe we do feel aligned or we do make a decision that feels in alignment, doesn't mean it's going to be the, the, the best decision or a decision that we, we, we stick with. Um, cause I've definitely made some decisions where I felt like it was a really good choice. And looking back, I'm like, eh, I probably could have done something else, but at the same time, it's also a learning lesson and, and yeah. part of the process as well. Yeah. I think that there's things that we do probably even in our food journeys, right? It's like you, you try what you're eating and it's like, you make the best decision you can at the time, because sometimes we only, we can ever only know what we know. Right. And sometimes the fastest way to realize that you need more information or something is by, by taking those steps and kind of seeing what the result is. So I often think of it as like a tunnel vision. It's like, if we, we only have a vision or an idea of where we need to go with our food journey or our business journey based on what we can know today. So we have to Mm -hmm. allow that to evolve as we move 
towards it in some yeah. ways or another, because that vision, that goal is only going to talk to us in the way that we can understand today. It's not going to talk to us in the way we'll understand in two years from now. It's true. And you almost have to give yourself permission to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing or do something different than how I was raised or different than the norm, whatever it is. I love this. I, is there, is there anything, I guess, yeah. Like what do you, what's going on in plant center nutrition or anything that you really want folks to know about right now? I would say, so it's just some exciting things going on is again, I feel like I've kind of growing my business differently than I was doing a couple of years ago, which is really exciting, but I am still working with like clients one-on-one, which I do love. And at this time, I don't see myself ever giving that up just because I do enjoy it so much, but again, you never know what's going to happen in the future, but also too, I'm getting more into writing like long form writing, just to get more of my like thoughts and expert opinions just out in the world because social media is fantastic. I love TikTok. I love reels. I love Instagram. And there's some great way to, there's great ways to obviously um, share information and educate people there, but also too, I'm really enjoying like blogging and getting more into that just to get, because there's so much to write about and so much going on in my head. It's kind of nice to put that all down on paper, to have that as a resource for people who are looking for a a plant-based dietitian who has a gentle approach to plant-based eating. I think that's so cool. I, one of my coaches that I'm working with now on, well, speaking, but just kind of evolving like my whole business career into the next phase. She talks about writing as, I mean, as a speaker, like writing a book or having something is a very natural kind of part of the career. But regardless of that, she says that writing is just so important to help you evolve. And then, yeah, it gives stuff for people to read and understand who you are. But that longer form really gives you this chance to flush some things out and, and um, have a deeper exploration. And I also think it's interesting because isn't, I mean, now like TikTok, right? You can have like a two minute video. Yeah. Yes. They can be longer now. Interesting. Just, I don't know. I'm just so curious all the time of like, how people are consuming content. And maybe there is even something to us that we're like all a little bit fried on super short stuff. Maybe there's something to this long form. So your blogs and like writing that out, who knows you're, you might be like back on the real front edge of something. <laughs> maybe I hope so. I think it's nice too. And I'm sure Heather, you do this in your business, like just trying to find ways to repurpose content. You know, I mm. never thought again, that I would be doing basically being having like my fingers and all different types of platforms, but it's really helpful when there, you have one great piece of content, being able to repurpose that multiple ways so that you can share it with more people. I mean, just mm-hmm. it's a way to create more impact. Okay. So where can, where can people find you your long form writing or your short form, you know, reels where yes. let us know, where can we find you? Everything is basically, it's plant-centered nutrition at plant-centered nutrition on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and I answer all my DMs. I try to get to every comment on there. And then my website where my blog is also at is plantcenterednutrition.us. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, Ashley, for like sharing your story and being willing to like open up about some of like the other sides of what it is that we face when we're, you know, trying to change the world. No big deal. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.